We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, yes, thank you for noticing, this room does get rather dry. But the problem is, if we put a humidifier in this room... Um, we have very sensitive electronics in here, and that might not be the best thing for it. I'm just saying. All right, if you're just joining us, look, I understand that some of you are snow-talked out. I totally get that. But the other half of the audience was impacted in ways you cannot even begin to imagine by incredible amounts of snow. To those people who got socked this was a life event they will never, ever forget. Tim Wenger, lifelong Western New Yorker, he lived in an area that got, without exaggeration, six feet of snow, okay? Six feet of snow. That is amazing. So I want to know if you did anything. This is your chance to blow your own horn, but maybe to give people some ideas on how they can help other human beings. We're supposed to be the city of good neighbors, are we? What did you do to help somebody during this snow situation? Uh, what do you wish somebody had done to help you? Because I I have quite a few friends who are immobilized, okay? They're, they're in wheelchairs. And I am not going to, I'm not going to lie. They were a little bit upset that the Buffalo Bills, they got dug out by neighbors. Uh, they got uh, escorts. Uh, they were able to, uh, to to get to the airport when other people were told not to drive. They're a little bit, uh, I don't want to say bitter, but they're a, yeah, they're a little bit upset that people who have so much got such star treatment and they couldn't even get out the door to get groceries. Because if you're in a wheelchair, even with a van, it's very, very difficult to move in the snow. And just imagine this. Imagine trying to clean. If you're in a wheelchair, imagine trying to brush off your vehicle if you had to park it outside. That's that's not easy. It's not easy at all. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Did you help anybody? Did anybody help you? And uh, what do you wish somebody would have done? Let's go to uh, Kyle in uh, Amherst on WBEN. Kyle, do you have a, a story of human warmth and uh, the redemptive power of the human consciousness? Yeah, well, uh, personally, my son went down to help his friend's grandmother uh, yesterday uh, in Hamburg, helped dig her out. So I thought that was, you know, uh, very nice of him to help the well, and uh, how did that whole thing, Kyle, how did that whole thing come about? Uh, he just uh, called son up and said, hey, you want to go help my grandmother, uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead, take the shovels, you know, and uh, that, that was pretty nice of him to go do it, you know, he wasn't expecting any money or anything, just doing it the kindness of his heart. So a as a dad, 
What did you instill in your son that made your son understand that it was the right thing to do without expecting a monetary gain uh, as compensation? Uh, I think uh, as brothers and sisters over the years, we we have some elderly people that live next door to us. So they all, have, at one point, have you know gone uh, to those uh, elderly folks and helped uh, shovel them out, basically. So it, it was no stranger uh, to that type of stuff, really. You know, uh, he's the last kid at home, so I don't have a snowblower, and I'll probably buy one in four years when he uh, leaves the house. Yeah, but I got to tell you, Kyle, even with a snowblower, this particular snow was very, very difficult. And, uh, you know, I there were a couple of times snowblowing, especially the end of the driveway. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I literally had to pause and catch my breath for a few minutes before I felt comfortable with proceeding because I did not want to have another heart attack. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt uh, the last, I mean, you know, in Amherst, we didn't get a lot, but, you know, I, I really, you know, say, man, I'm getting old, uh, back problems and stuff like that. So it was kind of nice to sit back and watch the kids do it, uh, honestly. Uh, but you know what, Tom, I was thinking about the Bills situation. You have to think about the uh, the players, you know. I mean, Bills Mafia is strong out here. We need them to get to that game, you know. They actually probably helped a lot of people, uh, you know, whether the storm, watching the Bills win. Well, there were some people, and believe me, I've got the emails to show for it. There were some people who were not happy that the Bills got preferential treatment driving and that they had people ready, willing, and eager to help those virile young men while the people in the wheelchairs or the people who didn't get shoveled out would have, done, would have given their right arm to have somebody come over and help them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, it's always that same uh, song. You can't save everybody, you know. Uh, uh, I mean, I feel bad, but I mean, hey, I mean, it was a heck of a game, at least. Well, that's. Uh, can we put that in the uh, uh, subjective category when you say "heck of a game"? Um, it was a win, but it. Do you do you have the same feeling watching the Bills play Cleveland as you did, let's say, oh, against the L.A. Rams? Uh, well, or against we're the Rams. Night. We're yeah, we're day and night. We need a new. We need uh, Debo back. I tell you that. Uh, can we get him back? We offer him like double the pay. I, I think he's very happy as head coach, and I think the Giants fans are very happy that he's their head coach. See, that's our problem. You know, they leave Buffalo and they do well. We lost a guard to the Giants years ago uh, when they beat the Patriots. Uh, defensive coordinator, I can't remember his name. Uh, they went to the Giants and they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. So I guess that's our luck. You know, we, we, leave, we lose a great uh, coaches, apparently. Well, well, see, the, well, the problem is that, it, I mean, as you well know, the goal in the NFL is to be a head coach in the NFL. And the way to become a head coach is to have success as a defensive or offensive coordinator. Uh, 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 Brian Dable has certainly shown that uh, with, with the New York Giants. And it's, it's let's put it this way, you, you can't keep a guy around. You, you cannot stop somebody from achieving their lifelong goal of being a head coach in the NFL. You take that opportunity and, and you run with it. No, I'm not mad at it. You know, I respect that. I mean, he did a great job. He definitely earned it, you know, and stuff like that. I, I just noticed that we were definitely uh, feeling the, feeling it. Uh, we're feeling it. 
Uh, we, we, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, you know, that's why I never say Super Bowl until, uh, you know, I've been a, a Bills fan all my life, so, and I'm 47. Uh, I've just gotten used to, you know, let down. So, we, we'll, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, as somebody said a couple of weeks ago, sir, never underestimate the ability of the Buffalo Bills to break your heart. Uh, I, oh, thanks a lot, Tom. Okay. I, mean, I thank you kindly uh, for the phone call. Uh, there's Kyle in Amherst on WBEN. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you something that I saw that I thought was absolutely awesome. And maybe you've got a similar experience, but Saturday night, hanging out with well, who else but uh, Booker at uh, the Creekview in Williamsville. And uh, Booker, as you know, he's a retired Buffalo firefighter. And he noticed it immediately when the guys from Rochester Fire came into the restaurant. At first, there were like six or eight. And eventually, there must have been about 24 or 30 people who had come in from Rochester for mutual aid. And we did, and just just so you know, we're not looking for a pat on the back for this, okay? But we... Uh, took it upon ourselves to welcome the Rochester firefighters to Buffalo, and we took it upon ourselves to make sure that uh, they were uh, they that they had chicken wings, real Buffalo chicken wings to eat. And what a nice bunch of guys. Uh, we put pictures up on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page, but these guys from Rochester were, we're so grateful, number one, to be thanked and recognized for giving up their lives on a mutual aid situation and uh, to basically be treated to uh, some real buffalo chicken wings. And one of the other people we were with did offer to buy them drinks, but guess what? They were on duty. They, they could not consume alcohol, no matter how good or no matter how discreet they might have been. They could not uh, uh, use alcohol when deployed. But just want to thank the Rochester fire people for coming to Buffalo and providing mutual aid. And my understanding is, too, that some other companies uh, from other areas were called in to Buffalo to help out with mutual aid. If you're a member of one of those departments, uh, tell us the story, because you helped other people. Let's go to Joseph in Chittawaga on WBEN. Joseph, welcome. It is your turn. Yes, okay. I'd like to give some credit to my neighbors. I have one side of my house. I have a woman called Connie, and she's retired. And she plows my driveway. Uh, first of all, I have to tell you, I'm 90 years old, and my wife just passed away from uh, dementia a little while ago. Uh, she, well, anyways, Connie plows my driveway on one side, and on the other side of my house, I'm very fortunate to have a, a gentleman called Mike and Sue, and they cut my 160 feet of hedges all summer long, and neither one of them want any money. They do it out of the kindness of their heart. And I bless God for sending these people to me. All right. Well, that that's terrific to have people who are willing to deal with that kind of stuff. How many times did they have to come over over the weekend to uh, take care of you, sir? Well, they call periodically to see how I'm doing. I'm alone now, uh, me and my dog, uh, Sprinkles, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, they come and check on me to make sure I'm I'm doing okay. So I, I'm really blessed. But did did they have to come over a half dozen times? Uh, was it one and done as far as the snow plowing? 
Well, they, they the snow plow in the county, anytime there's a, a four, four or five inches of snow, she's out there with the snow plow and plowed my driveway. All and right, on the good. other side, the hedges are cut probably four or five times as a summer. Yeah, we'll, we'll say we'll save the hedges for another show, but want to keep us focused on the snow. Uh, Joseph, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, and obviously, uh, very sorry to uh, hear about uh, uh, losing your wife. How long were you married? Sixty-nine years. What was what was the secret to a sixty-nine-year marriage? Don't argue with your wife. She's always right. She's always right. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Joseph, kindly. Uh, you sound like a really, really nice man that uh, no wonder people want to give you a hand. Thank you well, so much. I, I, I treat people like I treat myself, and I, I found out that's the best way to live life. All right, Joseph, uh, thank you very, very much uh, for calling. Uh, I was going to ask why the dog's name is Sprinkles, and then I thought better of that question. (laughs) 803-0930-STAR-930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. Jimmy Love, I don't know if you've been in the uh, men's room and looked at the floor today, but uh, there are a few people around here who might have the nickname Sprinkles. Uh, Let's go to uh, Frank, or maybe Forks. Uh, Let's go to uh, Frank. I amuse myself. Frank in Orchard Park. You're on WBEN. Welcome to the show, sir. Frank, hello. Uh, don't know what the situation is. Get quite a bit of snow. Oh, Frank, Frank. Now, I'm sorry. We we missed for for whatever reason the phone didn't catch you right away. So you are now on WBEN. Everything you said prior to this, we we didn't hear. Go ahead. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, we live in a nice uh, little cul-de-sac out, out in Orchard Park by a golf course and uh you know all the neighbors are great Uh, everybody kind of chipped in for each other helped each other out um it was difficult because they didn't get a plow down the street at all in fact they didn't even bring a plow they brought a high lift but when they did it was a uh, day and a half later and it was just uh it was difficult for us but uh we got out there finally and we broke through the the one end and um I ended up going down and helping a few different neighbors with my snowblower, which wasn't the greatest, but it worked. Um, and then we had another neighbor down the street, Joe, great guy. He came down and he, uh, he used his uh, pickup truck with the snowplow in the front, but he got stuck a bunch of times and they had to get another four by, you know, um, four wheel drive vehicle to come and pull him out. So, so you're calling, so you're calling from Orchard Park, and here's here's my dilemma, Frank, as as a radio talk show host. You know, we're getting calls from people on Grand Island and maybe the city of Tonawanda, places like that, and and they're they're kind of bitching and moaning about how come all you guys are doing is talking about the snow. And I'm trying to make it really clear that although not all of us got hammered, some of us, like you, sir were greeted with a ridiculous, never-ending, non-relenting band of snow. Can you put those people in the picture who are calling who don't understand why we're making a big deal out of this? It was incredible. Um, I was I was around for uh, the blizzard of 77, obviously 84. Um, I did go to college up in Oswego with Tim Wenger, and uh, 
and mm. uh, up there we they got 12 feet of snow at times. So wow. We always think we have it bad, but Oswego used to just get hammered. Yeah, they absolutely uh, getting uh, got got hammered. Uh, speaking of getting hammered, what was Wenger like in college? <laughs> I'm keeping quiet on that one. <laughs> I just I thought I'd put it out there, uh, but yeah, he did. He did go to Oswego. But as far as uh, did, did you have a chance to help anybody? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, several different neighbors. You know, we all kind of pitched in too, and then. Um, we left and went somewhere last yesterday, and we came back, and somebody else came in, and we don't even know who it, who it was, but they kind of cleaned up our driveway a little bit, so that was great. What? A, <laughs> now, what? A, fix up, you know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, everybody just you know they pitch in for each other. You know, it's just a small community. Well, if you've got neighbors uh, and a street like that, that's uh, great to hear. Thank you uh, very much for the call, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, there's Frank in Orchard Park. And again, folks, I I understand that some of you, WBEN, that's all you people are going to do for the next year is talk about the snowstorm. Well, actually, we're going to do it for the next decade. Uh, now, we, <laughs> we um, in, in all seriousness, I understand why some of you are upset. Okay, I get it. And I, you're not being unreasonable. But understand that with this storm, people... People who are veteran Western New Yorkers, people who lived through 1977 and every other blizzard since then, are talking about this storm in terms of epic and legendary. This this storm was, for a lot of our listeners, one of the most incredible things they have ever witnessed, the snow that would not stop. You've seen the pictures on social media. They're not exaggerating, folks. It was bad. And if you didn't get nailed with uh, six feet of snow, well, thank goodness for that. I didn't get nailed with anything like uh, what the people in Orchard Park got hit with, but uh, it still was a little bit of a pain in the butt, to be honest with you. 803-0930, did you help anybody? Did And what did you do? And this is your chance not just to blow your own horn, but you might give other people ideas on how they can help their neighbors in the future. You know, one of the things that you might not think about, but especially if you have older neighbors, one of the nicest things you can do is make sure that they've got meals, make sure that they've got food. You know, if you're cooking something, uh, run a container of soup over to them. Uh, Run some stew over to them. Uh, Be very appreciated. And another thing, too, uh, as you get older, uh, the more meds you need. And there are people who uh, it's it's not very easy for them to get to the drugstore uh, on an emergency basis. So if uh, there are people who live near you and you know they might be having some issues, you might just ask, hey, do you need me to get you anything from the pharmacy? And going to pick up medicine is not going to get you in trouble with a driving ban. That's a totally legitimate reason why you would be out on the road. And again, I have gotten emails from people saying, so how come the tractor-trailer drivers got tickets for being on the roads, but the football team, they were able to break the driving ban? What's so essential about a football team? Hey, I just I just get the emails. I don't write them. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, many of you needed somebody over the weekend, and many of you helped people in need. So if you helped somebody, I know that you probably don't want to blow your own horn, but here's the thing. You're you're not really patting yourself on the back. What you're really doing is you're giving other people ideas for the future on how they can help folks who are in need of help. Also, I've gotten emails from people upset that there was a driving ban And the Buffalo Bills, they got to break the driving ban, and they don't see why the Buffalo Bills were essential. Uh, And I received some emails from folks uh, who are, shall we say, indisposed or in wheelchairs who were, frankly, they felt a little bit left out because, well, people coming over to help the Buffalo Bills players dig out, and I couldn't find anybody to dig me out so I could go to the drugstore or get my wheelchair out of the door. Um Look, you're never going to please, you're never going to please everybody, okay? Even this topic. Those of you who were in the snow, in in that area of extreme snowdom, you know what you went through. You, You saw it. You dealt with it every single day. Those of you who live around where I live, we didn't really get it that bad. But I do want to thank my neighbor for digging me out. I had a very pleasant surprise Friday. Got home from work and I was uh, I was shoveled out. Didn't really have that much, but I was totally shoveled out. And then on Saturday, after doing the noon to three show, uh, got home and uh, my driveway was uh, absolutely beautiful, including that really hard end of the driveway snow. And it's one of the nicest things you can do for somebody. And when I was uh, younger and before certain issues came upon me, 
I used to do it all the time. I used to snowblow other people's driveways um, whenever I could and their sidewalks whenever I could. But unfortunately, as you get older, your body uh, does not uh, does not cooperate. And I'm not going to lie, it's a little bit embarrassing to tell you that with the snowblower, I had to uh, take a few breathers when I was doing the driveway because the snow was so heavy. And believe me, the last thing I wanted was to call Wenger and say, hey, uh, Tim, I'm back at Buffalo General and and uh, I'll be out for about two months because um, that's the call he gets every week anyway. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, Tim Wenger is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tim, I want to hear about your snow woes here in the North Towns. <laughs> well, they're both inches You and of snow. Jimmy, <laughs> I snowblowed once, he told me. <laughs> so, how, okay, once. for those who don't understand why we're still talking about this, Tim, can, can you explain exactly how bad it was? Absolutely, I can. I can. Thank you. I, I'm surprised I can move. I have a, a, a elbow injury from from snow blowing and shoveling. I got to tell you, it's crazy. Um, number one, I want to tell you, Buffalo schools are closed again tomorrow. We just got that, so Buffalo schools uh, shut down again um, for tomorrow. And I totally understand that. We drove through South Buffalo yesterday, and um, you know, they, there's no sidewalks. There's like one lane down the street, so completely understandable. In fact, I said to Susan. Uh, yesterday, I would not be surprised if every district from South Buffalo South was closed today. And I, I get it why they're closed tomorrow. In my town, Orchard Park, uh, the schools are closed again tomorrow, and they should be. Um, Tom, it, it just it wouldn't stop. I mean, it, on Friday it started, and and I was smart, I guess, to continually snowblow through the day. I was able to work from home um, and, and be in touch and, and know this place was in good hands with all you guys. And um, I just continually was snowblowing, and I felt like I was being snickered at by by perhaps neighbors and even some people in my own home. Why do you keep doing that? But the smartest thing you could do was to do that because the snow would be obviously above the snowblower. Saturday morning, I got to tell you, I got up about 4.35 in the morning, and I, the plow was out all night long, and uh, I, kudos to Orchard Park plow crews. Um, they had high lifters out there and bobcats and everything. I went to the end of our driveway, Tom, in the snow was literally at my sh- – I mean, it was unbelievable. It was – You're was six foot two. Yeah. You're six it, two, and it was up to your shoulders. Yeah, and I – all you could do with a snowblower is just nip away at the bottom and just hopefully it eventually would cave in, and it did. <laughs> and it took, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't know, hours to get the ends of these driveways done. And I did ours, and I went to another neighbor whose snowblower broke and another one broke. Um, you know, there was a lot of that going on and, and I get it. It's very isolated. It's, it's, you know, Orchard Park is a small portion of the metro area, but, um, you know, we all bleed together here in Western New York and, um, it is, it, it was a monumental amount of snow. It is amazing to me. I was on a radio station earlier today, one of our stations in New York, trying to explain how targeted this snowfall can be in this lake effect. It's, it's remarkable. And um, Susan and I went out yesterday and kind of did like a tour of the South Towns to see what everything had looked like. We went over to the McKinley Mall where they were towing the cars to and the tractor trailers were all lined up there. We went up along the lake shore. Um, I mean, it was just mountains of snow. I'm amazed that the areas, you know, Brayton has been in Orchard Park all day today reporting and you know, he's amazed that you can have anywhere between 70 and 80 inches of snow fall in one community. And today the sun is out and it's down to the pavement on a lot of the main main thoroughfares. It's, it's remarkable. Tim, how would you compare, and again, for folks who did not get hammered like you did and so many other towns did, 
how would you compare what you went through in Orchard Park over the weekend with the uh, epic and legendary storms of yesteryear, like the blizzard of 77, like the 1980s blizzards, like the last blizzard right. we had? Well, I'll tell you, this November, the original November, right? We're calling this one 2.0, I guess. But uh, the 2014 storm, I was talking to one of my neighbors who moved in within the past couple of years, and he moved from West Seneca, and we were debating which was worse. And I said, this one is worse. And he said, no, 2014 was. And I said, well, you were in West Seneca. It was worse. So it depends on where you were. North of Orchard Park was worse during November. And still, there was there was no snow up in Amherst. And I think it was uh, Aaron Minkowski pointed out this morning with Susan and Brian, it never snowed up here. You guys at least got a couple feet of snow. Um, so you got a taste of it up here in the Williamsville and the Amherst and North Towns area uh, and even further to the north. But in, in 14, there was no snow up this way. Um, I think this one was worse because it did cover more people. You mentioned the uh, blizzard of 77 and that storm. You know, I was in school at the time, but I certainly was, uh, you know, I was already really interested in meteorology at that time. And there was not that much snow that fell in the blizzard of 77. It was all the snow that blew off of the frozen lake. Um, it did not snow. It certainly didn't snow six, seven feet. It was the winds that came off the lake and emptied the the ice pack of all of its snow and blew it onto the uh, Buffalo uh, metropolitan area. So they're all different. This one, I think, was just so inundating in the amount of snow. Thank goodness it wasn't blowing like crazy on Friday because yeah. it would have been an absolute you know, just a, a full-down blizzard. Um, and, and, winds came on Sunday, but, uh, you know, it, it that was – the timing of the wind was right. Well, try to explain to people that the blizzard of 1977, uh, you mentioned the snow was blowing in off the frozen lake, but for day after day after day, we had ridiculous levels of wind, day and night. Uh, it just whipped everything around. We had drifts that were covering homes during the blizzard of 1977, but just day after day, not just of wind, Tim, but temperatures that were just sub-zero. Absolutely. And, you know, that was an entirely different storm, different era, okay, different technological era for sure. And I think technology has saved uh, lives and given us a, a better way to, to warn people of what's to come. So um, this certainly could have been a more deadly storm. It was deadly uh, in those cardiac events that were uh, tragic that we heard about, but I think could have been much, much more deadly had there been more people um, out and about. So I think, uh, you know, that's probably where we've come a long way. I, you know how we get our Facebook memories on our phones all <laughs> the time. I get this memory every year for the past, you know, eight years um, of my kids during the 2014 November. You know, they were eight years younger. They were, you know, teenagers. They were walking off the second floor roof of our home, just walking off of it and jumping onto pillows of snow. That's how bad that was. You could have done that on, well, you could do it now from the back of our house. That is how I had to walk through our yard, had to. I chose to walk through our yard on Saturday afternoon with a snow rake, had it extended to get to the second floor to pull that, at the time, probably five feet of snow that's that's just weighing on the roof. That freaks me out, by the oh, way. Absolutely. Dominic talked a lot about that on Saturday. Um, but I was pulling some of the snow off. As I went through the yard, I mean, Susan watched me, the, the snow at that time was literally to my shoulders. 
just nuts. You could have been swallowed whole. I We'd still been. be looking for you. <laughs> and, and and Andy, to you, pointed out, you know that that when seventy inches of snow falls, it doesn't pile up as seventy inches. And you know you've already explained, and Andy explained why. But um, I'm telling you, snow up to your shoulder is a little disconcerting. And when that's on your roof, it's still there. By the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, know? it's like and we we talk about pray. people shoveling and snow blowing, but walking through snow that is that. To, oh, yeah. That is that high also puts a real strain on your cardiovascular yeah, you know, system I'm telling if you're you, not my, used to it. My arm, my shoulders hurt from now. Don't cry it, cry about me, okay? For running a snowblower. So yeah. if you had to dig, and I did plenty of shoveling too, by the way, digging my daughter's car out and and all that. But if all you had, Tom Maddie in our engineering department lives in West Seneca. He did all of this with a shovel. A shovel. We were all talking about our snowblowers today, and he says, I have an $8 shovel from Lowe's. That's how he got that, that. You know, not only is that strenuous, but as we found out, it's dangerous. Well, indeed. Well, Tom Matty, uh, a United States Army veteran, bet, and he, he probably was he was digging trenches probably uh, in the snow just to stay uh, in, in practice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a strong guy. Uh, but anyway, Tim, the bottom line, uh, actually, I've, I've got a, a break here coming up. and I, I Oh, hate you to don't be, have to do those I, anymore. I'd hate to we be got late for the break and get a memo from the boss. Uh, Tim Wenger is uh, – with us on WBEN, your phone calls as well. But Tim was ground zero of this storm. And again, Tim is six foot two. He had snow up to his shoulders. So uh, those of you who are calling in saying, hey, how come you guys are still talking about it? Guys, it was really, really bad. So uh, stay with us. Uh, We have a lot more to come on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tim Wenger, uh, who is the man responsible for uh, uh, organizing our coverage. No, you didn't ruin the – come on, I volunteered to come in. All the time I've taken off this year, are you kidding me? Uh, didn't want you to forget my voice. So you have described a situation that is very hard to comprehend, and one of the things I wanted you to address is something that Andy Parker talked about. He basically took a core sample of the snow and was explaining the various kinds of snow that we got, which I'm sure you experienced in Orchard Park every time you shoveled or got the snowblower out. Yeah, you know, when you looked at the snow and when – when you first kind of attacked it, you're like, oh, this is easy, right? This is like powdered sugar. This is fluffy snow. And it was up on top. Uh, but if you start, uh, if you know, when you were at the bottom of it, it was a very slushy, you know, like two inches of slush. And, you know, if you're shoveling that, you know how that feels. And if your snowblower gets it, it starts to get stuck in that chute. And uh, it's kind of a mess. I actually had someone in our neighborhood use, you know, those big backpack blowers that people are using for leaves and stuff. I even joked to my son. I said, I wonder if I got the back. I have one of those. If you get the backpack blower out, if that would help. Well, I saw someone use the backpack blower. Not a good idea. It really didn't. It, it Just the top layer, like the top little bit of the snow would blow away. And I guess that's progress. But mm. you're right. Andy's right. Uh, you know, there's that fluffy part on the top. It was more dense in the middle. And then it just it would turn to almost like a uh, almost it would like a packing material toward the bottom and then just downright slush at the bottom. And if you didn't stay in front of it, I'm telling anybody that waited uh, until the end. And, you know, whatever that amount was, 48 inches, 50, 60, 70, 80, it was too late. You had to keep going. You had to either keep shoveling or snow blow and snow blow 
in snowblowers. Well, Tim, if you, go to, if you go to YouTube, you will see that various people throughout the United States, and we don't recommend this, but they actually invented their own flamethrowers to clean their driveway, melt the snow right off the driveway. If we had a Bills game in Orchard Park, I think there would have been some flamethrowers showing up out there, yeah. especially uh, at Hammer's Lot. Any, uh, now I got a few emails here, but any complaints in Orchard Park about uh, the Buffalo Bills getting special treatment to break the driving ban? And- I, you know, I saw some of that, and you know, I get it. I, you know, you know, while people were breaking their their tails trying to get the snow out of the end of their driveway or their sidewalks, you know, they're getting that treatment. So I, I get the initial kind of response to that, but then again, it, it also provided a rallying cry. I saw a video on on Facebook of uh, people gathered in the the four corners of Orchard Park, where two seventy seven and twenty eight come together, and cheering on the team as it went by in the bus. They they went by in like four of the uh, Grand Tours buses. So, I mean, I think it provided kind of a double-edged thing. You know, I think initially it's like, uh, but you know what? It did provide a good, you know, I heard during some of the briefings over the weekend, there's no reason to go outside, especially on Sunday, sit down, watch the Bills game. They provided that diversion for us, and uh, that would not be there had they not gotten out. Uh, yeah, I personally- And I can tell you, Sean McDermott, uh, Josh Allen, um, you know, they live right in Orchard Park. You know, I know where they are. And, you know, they had all of that snow and, you know, they had to get out. It doesn't matter how much money you have when there's seven feet of snow in front of your house or six feet of snow. uh, Somehow it's got to move. So. Well, uh, I'm sure that uh, Josh will be over at your house borrowing a, cu- a <laughs> cup of sugar at some point. Uh, Tim Wenger, thank you uh, very much. Before you take off today, if you think of anything else you want to come down and uh, chat, we'd, we'd love to have you, you on. You bet. I just put up a whole bunch of pictures on Facebook, on WBEN.com, rather, of uh, kind of like sno- uh, November 2.0 in the rearview mirror. They're pretty cool. They, they tell you, if you don't believe there is a lot of snow, take a look at those photos. Yeah, guys, you have to check out WBEN.com. There's another great picture of the lake effect snow actually the water being sucked up from the lake that would become the lake effect snow it's one of the best pictures i've ever seen uh wben.com the photo album hey guys if you're on hold i'm very grateful that you're on hold but when tim wenger wants to talk and he wants to tell us what orchard park was like um we needed to hear that information, especially those of you who don't understand why they're still talking about the weather. And if, it was head, bad. if these headphones look familiar, there's a reason. Yeah, you, the you, emergency backup. Using my extra headphones. I keep an extra pair around the uh, around Wenger's office just in case. All right, thank you, Tim Wenger. And if you're on hold, stay there. I will be with you, and uh, we will take calls after the news at 4 on uh, WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.